Two Girls, One Podcast is made possible by you, the listeners. And if you love the internet as much as we love talking about it, consider supporting us on Patreon. A lot of work and time go into research, recording, editing, and distributing this show. Contributing even one or two dollars per month is huge in offsetting our production costs. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2G1P. We'll keep making the show no matter what. But your support allows us to make it even better. Thank you so much for listening. And, and enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. Welcome back to Two Girls, One Podcast. This week's episode is all about horny moms and the furries who love them. Uh, wait a minute, I'm being told that's not the definition of unicorn moms. I should really consider listening to these episodes before recording this part. But honestly, who has the time? And now, the two mythological beasts who are almost as rare as unicorns, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. You all know by now, Allie and I are performers who use the internet as a script. For a lot of years, we performed a show called Blogologues where we, where we took things like Reddit threads, Craigslist posts, put them on stage completely verbatim as different characters. And it was funny. Um, and then that led to us making a web series, Two Girls, One Show, where we did some interviews with the people behind the posts. And that led us right here to this podcast that we make with The Daily Dot and Mr. Matt Silverman. Welcome, yo. everybody. Yo, yo, Matt. Yo, Allie, what's up? <laughs> what, oh. uh, not much. <laughs> Was not it weird much, that I said what's up? <laughs> Did I say what up bit. or what's up? I've got to do a playback. All right. Well. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, you today's ain't... topic is something that we don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah. So it's unicorn moms. And I don't want you all to think that's not like a furry community or it sounds kind mm, of like it might be like role playing. Yeah. Call back it, to our first episode. Oh my God. It's been so a long. A thousand years ago when we covered furries and then Allie <laughs> yeah. went to a furry party. Um, <laughs> anywho, she had unicorn moms. That's right. Um, yes. Yeah, so, Jen, so this is- Jen, have you ever been a mom? <laughs> what? Uh, well, we thought, can, there, there was that time in the eighties. Yeah. As a child, I had a hermit crab as a pet. Yeah. Well, listen, Which explains a lot of my personality. I love a good hermit crab. I remember like Only picking up a shell. Have hermit crabs at the beach. Well, I never had one as a pet, but like you pick up a shell at the beach and suddenly these little like claws come out of it. It's so cute. They're um, not anyhow. good pets. No. Do they yeah, poop they a lot? Don't, they don't greet you. They do nothing. They sit in their cage. Yeah, they're yeah, little hermits. It. Yeah, they're hermits, <laughs> <laughs> and they've got crabs. <laughs> no, it's in the name, hermits, and they're crabby. They, got they don't crab. like to. They're crabby. Bunch of crab also, apples. So many merchandise opportunities. Uh, I love a good hermit crab t- yeah. on a t-shirt. I want that. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of crabby, apparently <laughs> most mom groups on Facebook oh, are nice. pretty crabby. <laughs> yeah, you don't. So, say. A lot of shaming. A lot of shaming. The guest that we're talking to today founded the Unicorn Mom Facebook community. It's online, obviously, but also has real life offshoots or conventions, meetups, things like that. Um, They also have an Instagram presence. But the idea here is that this is a judgment-free zone uh, where people can be themselves. They recognize they're not perfect. I think there's a fair amount of alcohol enjoyment maybe amongst some of these moms. But the idea is like, you know, there's no one way to do this and let's celebrate that and let's openly share information with each other and not be a bunch of weirdos. Um, 
Yeah. And just to get a, a little more specific, only from what I've heard from my mom friends, because uh, I do not have any secret children, although Matt did identify me possibly having an infant as the source of my insomnia, <laughs> which I thought made a lot of sense, but I don't have an infant. Did, yeah, you should. Did you check under the bed? I did check under the bed. I did. And there was a dead baby in the drawer. No, I'm just kidding. There's no baby under my bed. I don't, <laughs> don't know. Say that. I have to say well, it. Look, it if it's happened. dead, it's not going to keep you up. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm ruining both of you and it brings me good. Um, so anyway, a lot of my friends say it's like ridiculous, the shame you get around like whether or not you breastfeed and like how you breastfeed and like all this kind of crap. And so the idea is like not doing that. Um, I actually, I pulled up their community guidelines, which we oh, could wow. read yeah. for our listeners. Yeah, definitely. Good, good. Number one, no name calling. Number two, do not post about politics, religion, vaccines. I think you should hmm. post about vaccines. Ooh. Get your children vaccinated. The end. <laughs> Personal note. No posting about <laughs> circumcision. I'm kind of curious about that one. I think people are really up in arms about it. No posting about abuse of any kind. Uh, no, you know, you can per share personal stories, but no videos or articles, no pics of bodily fluids, vomit, ah. feces, semen, etc. Is that plaguing the normal mom mom groups? Yeah, oh, it, God. It, at first, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, right. Right, of course. <laughs> yep. Got it. Because the internet. Yeah. Uh, no personal info, no nudity. This includes kids' behinds. No screenshots unless they are funny, oh. <laughs> which I like <laughs> as a general rule. No photos of strangers or other people's kids. Totally fair. No posting about deleted posts. No selling shit. No advertising. Cursing is allowed. Fuck. It goes on. <laughs> anyway, so that hopefully gives you some idea of the group and their Instagram feed is very funny. Yeah. Well, you know, as we all know, I'm not a mom, Allie, you're not a mom, but I do think if this group had been around in the eighties and nineties, my mom totally would have been a part of this group. Oh my God. Remember that time we called mama jam on the podcast. That was my favorite <laughs> moment. I think we of should course. call her again Should today, we call her right now? Yeah. I do want to call her right now. Oh, so I know joy. you love that moment. <laughs> that yeah. and, then, and then meeting Adam. <laughs> I know, but enough about me. Let's get to the trivia. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, we're, we're ditching the segment Jen's personal life and going back to the segment trivia time. <laughs> All right. Yes. All thank right. you. I prefer one over the other, but fine. Got it. Okay. Uh, today's episode is about unicorn moms, but today's trivia is about a different kind of animal mom. We all ooh. know that moms make huge sacrifices for their kids, but, and no disrespect to human moms who do so much for us, but the black lace weaver spider ooh. is pretty selfless when it comes to her kids. <laughs> What is notable about this arachnid? I have three momtastic choices for you. Mm, I'm excited. I'm excited. A, yeah. after mating, she keeps her male partner around until the eggs hatch, then feeds him to the offspring. That's great. I bet that's classic. True. I got more. Get ready. I'm so B, excited. <laughs> she consumes a lot of extra food leading up to her eggs hatching, then regurgitates all of it for the kids, starving herself to death. Whoa. Well, that's what my mom did for me when I grew up, and yep, I turned yep. out fine. No judgment. Jen's mom yeah. is dead. <laughs> it was a ghost hey. who called in. <laughs> no. See, the spider, the, uh, what is this called? The black lace weaver spider. She gently drums on the web to call her babies over to come and eat her alive. Oh, that is fucked up. The babies just come up the web and eat her. What? 
I'm going to go with that one. It's got to be that one. Jen goes for C. Animals are so fucking weird. So this yeah. all, these are all plausible. I'm going to go with num- with A, choice A, because I hope that it's true. <laughs> number A. Yeah, I'm number A. Ellie number goes A with from a. baby A. <laughs> <laughs> a for A. The uh, female spider feeds her mate to the newborn children. We will find out the correct answer after this commercial break. And now a real advertisement entitled... well-worn shoes. I pay $150 per pair. Shoes must have been very recently well-worn and must have a certain well-worn quality to them. Size 7 and larger. Larger sizes preferred. 9, 10, 11, 12... No sneakers, no work boots, no boots, no Uggs! Mainly house slippers, sandals, flip-flops, mules, slides, etc. Please get back to me. Thanks so much. Do you think he wants smelly shoes? Like, what? what is the... Yeah, that's the well worn aspect. I was going to say, is that the fetish? Is it the smell? Because I have a lot of smelly shoes. I I could just, I'll send them to him. Oh, you think it's a okay. fetish? I, Honestly, I thought it was just, he just likes recycling. Oh, oh yeah, maybe. that's it. Yeah. yeah. $150 yeah. per pair for old shoes that you don't want to wear anymore is a great deal. Yeah. yeah. I feel so guilty throwing away shoes. Like when you can't give them away? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. This is a good solution. No, if that link is still live, I'm legit going to send him shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beats podcasted. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to trash him? You got four pairs of shoes you don't want? Boom. 600 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all let's right. hear what, what this, what fucked up thing this spider did. <laughs> <laughs> the black lace weaver spider is an incredibly devoted mother. Uh, she does something pretty unique when she has her babies. Is it A, she feeds her mate to the offspring, B, consumes a lot of extra food, then regurgitates it for the young and starves herself to death for her kids, or C, says, hey kids, come on over and eat me alive. You know, B and C both seem pretty unnecessary. Like, regurgitate the food, feed them, and then go feed yourself. Like, I don't... It, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Nature works better than that. (laughs) I'm rewriting the Itsy Bitsy Spider. (laughs) Itsy Bitsy Spider went up the water spout and then vomited for days. Yeah, yeah. Right back down. I don't know. I gotta think more on uh, this. So, Jen, you went with C, that the babies eat her alive, and uh, Allie, baby A, went with A, uh, that she feeds the The Itsy Bitsy Spider went up the water spout. When it got up there, it vomited its guts out. (laughs) Does that work? Yeah, it's a little work. It's Let's try closer. it out on some kids and see how they respond. <laughs> They'll love it, actually. Let me tell you. Well, Matt, you, you try. Poop. You let us know. <laughs> you try it on your, your little ones. All right, I'm yeah, so what's, on it. What's the answer? 
The correct answer is C. Oh, yes. She taps on the web and says, come on over. fucked up. (laughs) Breakfast time. And then they eat her. (laughs) Why? Why? This is a... Why? Just get them some fucking bees to eat. Don't they eat bees? (laughs) Yeah. Bees. Like they get trapped in the web and then they eat them? Sure, sure. Like why are you feeding yourself? So this is a a system or a a, uh, feature of many uh, insects called matrophagy or matrophagy, which I guess translates to the mother feeds herself to her young. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about it, from a purely genetic or evolutionary standpoint, it, an efficiency standpoint, it's like, well, I've passed on my genes, I've succeeded as a, as a reproducing creature, and my babies need to eat. And what is the most immediate source of nutrition yeah. that is here in the web with us? Go to town, guys. And it's done. And there's a lot of animals that sort of like mate and then die. And then the new generation just goes on and then they mate and die. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually very efficient. Uh, lots of uh, arachnids, worms, scorpions, uh, and other insects do this. Pixar movie. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. Disney. The, the, the They're all looking for their often mom. Die to kick off those movies, sure. and then they so. realize sure. they ate their mom when they get older. Yeah, and yeah. then they have to go on like a journey of discovery and yeah. like finding themselves. Well, I guess uh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember specifically, but but this is what Charlotte's Web is about. I believe right? so. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Like, also, Finding Nemo. <laughs> find, I was going to say, also Finding Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I just read something. Uh, it might have been when I was researching this, that like if Finding Nemo was scientifically accurate, when the mother dies, the dad would simply change sex and mate with the son. What? That's what clownfish do. I got to check. What are clowns? That, but incestuous clowns. Yeah. <laughs> gross. <laughs> that, would, that would actually be what happens in the animal kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. I'm sorry. Clownfish. <laughs> I need a moment to think about that. (laughs) (laughs) He changes sex and then fucks his son. (laughs) That is weirder than any fan fiction we've found so far. That's true. That is true. And it's real. Yeah. Man, nature, you're crazier than the internet. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Great t-shirt. Damn nature. You're crazier than the internet. I would buy that. Is it time to bring in our guest? I mean, on that note, with the clownfish fucking, yeah. <laughs> Did I hear a heavy sigh from someone? Who yeah, was that, that was me. Speaking that was of me. clownfish was fucking. Sighing. Was Speaking sighing. of clownfish incest, let's bring on our guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for real, it is time to speak with Maria Hunt. Maria is the founder of the Unicorn Mom Facebook community. Welcome, Maria. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. So in your own words, what does it mean to be a unicorn mom? Well, a unicorn mom is a mother who's not perfect, enjoys alcohol, has a sense of humor, and couldn't care less what you think. <laughs> isn't, isn't that all moms, like when it really comes down to it? <laughs> exactly. That's all of yeah. us. You've done this before. That was very succinct. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where does this name come from, unicorn moms? How did that... What, what's the unicorn part of that mean? So a unicorn mom, it came from a, a perfect mom is like a unicorn. They don't exist. Okay, yeah, but you know unicorns do exist, right? They're just on Tinder looking to join a married couple. <laughs> That's right. I see, I see them all right. the time. We've gotten confused many times for for that. Like, Perfect. Nope, that's wrong. Wrong unicorn. Is it? Is it? Uh, wait, so I wanted to know what is the typical Facebook mommy group like, and then how did you decide to start yours? Oh, well, um, it's. To, if we're being really honest, they're just really. Oh, we are. 
a lot of mean moms, a lot of judgment, a lot of moms that know what they're doing and allegedly and just think that their way of parenting is the best way. Um, And it's just, it's very, these women get so, you know, like, I am right behind the keyboard and whatever I say is what you should do. And then they mom shame you. It's just mom groups are just mean. I thought this behavior ended when you left high school. Like what? (laughs) No, it does not end. Let me tell you, it gets worse when you're, when you're a parent, because they criticize everything, the way you parent, the way, whether you bottle feed or breastfeed, whether you're circumcised, whether you don't, um, whether you let your kid watch too much TV or you don't, every little thing. It's like, oh, someone always has something to say. You can't even post anything or else they'll just rip you to shreds. Yeah. Um, so based on that, I joined a local community in my area when I moved out here from um, the city to the suburbs. I didn't know anyone. And I dove into these mommy community groups and I found that they were just that, just mean moms, judgmental, catty. Um, I'm like, you know what? After a few months, I need, I want to start one and just be done with all that and just have it be a safe community where we can uplift each other, support each other and laugh and, you know, just not have all these big opinions and try to force your ideals and, you know, your methods of raising your kids down everyone's throat. Um, And um, it took off. For the people out there who um, aren't moms or not part of one of these communities, could you just give us the scorpion sting story so they have an idea of like some of the things that actually might happen that people would say that would be so offensive? (laughs) Oh my God. It's, yeah, that story is just, it's ridiculous. Um, So I was in this group and I posted because I just, I don't care. You know, I don't know you online, so I don't care what you have to say to me. So I posted, uh, this mom posted a picture of a scorpion in this Facebook group. And she was like, ladies, this scorpion just bit my kid. What do I do? Like asking the mommy community what to do, you know, posting on Facebook. And, you know, I commented, I'm like, call 911, duh. Oh my God, they went to town on me. They went to town. They're like, how dare you? Why would you shame her? Why would you say duh? And scorpions in California aren't poisonous. And she's just looking for, I'm like, oh my God. Wow. But then on the flip side, I got so many comments and so many likes on that. Like, duh, like that's what we're thinking. Like, hello, come on. So it was was a good mix of uh, mom shaming, but also like, yeah, way to go, girl. Like you said it. We were all thinking it. <laughs> it's weird to me too that like in a time of minor crisis, because scorpions, I, I, they are pretty disgusting. And uh, um, you'd be like, oh my God, I have to sign on Facebook, navigate to my mom's group and post here. <laughs> right. And also she's right? probably not like taking care of her son. She's like, let me get a picture of that for my Facebook group. <laughs> like attending what? to the son. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. She forgot her password. He's screaming on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) So Maria, can you tell us about, so you decided to start Unicorn Moms and just about the growth. I mean, I'm kind of assuming you didn't realize it was going to take off quite the way it did. No, I didn't. It was, it was very shocking to me. I just, I needed it for me. I needed a community that where I felt safe, but also I wanted to meet these women in real life because I knew there was moms out there like me that just, you know, wanted to have a good time, wanted to make mom friends who don't judge and just you know, go have a drink and get away from our kids. So I, I, I started it and it was basically, it grew overnight. It was, I posted it in one other mom group and I said, come, you know, if you want to join this community of non-judgmental, like, you know, we're going to support each other and just have a great time and, you know, occasionally meet here and there. And, um, it spread like wildfire. 
through word of mouth. I guess there was a need and I fulfilled that need and it's great. Like, I love it. I love that, you know, I get emails from women like I needed this community. Like on my regular feed, there's so much talk about politics and all these taboo topics. And in my group, that's what makes it so different, I think, as well, is that we don't allow all those taboo topics. No religion, no, you know, circumcision posts, no breastfeeding things, no uh, uh, politics, et cetera. So two questions about how big is the following, at least online, you know, numbers that you can see. And then also, like, when was the moment for you that you realized it was becoming sort of a phenomenon that it was taking off? Was there a particular moment? Um, the fo- the following right now is about in the community, in the group, Facebook group is, I think, 34,000. Um, we have a, it's a secret group, so you can only get referred in through a member. But our Instagram, which is at Unicorn Moms, is, I think, 68,000. Um, so it's bigger on Instagram now. We have a big following. But was there a moment that you realized that it was really taking off? Do you remember like thinking, oh, man, for the first time, that this is really a trend? Yes. Um, when one of our uh, members was, I think it was, maybe I started it in September of 2015. I think that January of 2016, a member approached me and emailed me and said, hey, you know, I know that our logo is trademarked, but is it okay if I get a tattoo of the logo. And I'm like, that is uh, when you know you've made it. Yeah, I made it. I'm like, of course. <laughs> oh my God. So yes. So there's been at least maybe like 20 women that have gotten the, our logo tattooed on themselves. Oh I'm like, that's just crazy to me. Ali, like, do you think anybody has our faces tattooed on them? Probably not. Maybe Matt. Matt, Matt I think you need. Yeah, Matt, I think you need to make a more tattooable logo for us. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I have both of your faces right on the, my lower back. One on each butt. Wow, that's so upsetting. Oh, you have us as your tram so step. Oh man, yeah. it's a tram step. Call those tramps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Maria, just to give us a further idea of the types of discussions that are going on in this group, what are some of the things that you know we might see in the feed on the Facebook group? Um, well, it's it's not just lighthearted fun. It's also like real topics that women just you know feel safe discussing. Like I, I just pulled up the group and the first post that I saw it talks about um, if you had to choose between an IUD or the armpit implant or the arm implant and what would you pick and and why I can't do the pill anymore and I'm struggling. So and then there's 148 comments of you know these women giving advice about, you know, what worked for them. So it's stuff on that or, you know, oh my, you know, my husband is, I'm thinking of leaving him. Um, What should I do? Or my kid's sick. He's, you know, it's just really, it's, it's lighthearted, but then there's also like real important topics that, you know, are serious and these women, you know, give their input and their advice on. Has there been any backlash to creating the group? Um, we are really set on our rules. Like you just can't. And if you break them, like we just, we're not here to babysit you. You should know how to act. So we, um, remove you from the group. We boot you. If you're mean to a mom and you attack another woman, we just have zero tones for that. And we boot the, boot could we do you. that in so real be- life? If you attack another know, woman, right? we boot Can you from we? life. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm, I'm into should. it. <laughs> So because of that, I think a lot of these women have been, you know, they're upset. They got kicked out of this amazing group. So then they just go on this like, oh, I hate you. And you you say you empower women. And that's the only backlash. I'm like, come on, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a mommy group online. Like, really? So how are the women in the group a support network for each other? I think they support each other because they relate on so many levels with their struggles with raising kids, whether it's their marriages. We see a lot of that, a lot of... Uh, a lot of women just complain about how um, 
their marriages are failing or they feel isolated or they don't have other women friends they can hang out with in their areas and and just the struggles with parenting i think that's what brings them together when they find the support because they can all we can all relate like no one's better than anyone we're all struggling through this together and it's it's a safe little environment you know mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing to me how I've made so many good friends through this community. And I, most of it is women I have never ever met in real life. What This is a little bit more of a general question, more to do with motherhood than with this particular group, but related, what do you think this is about? This whole wanting to judge people versus just an open sharing of information and supporting one another. Like where does that judgment come from? <laughs> um, because it seems pretty rampant in terms of you know how people view motherhood. I just think they 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 want attention. To be honest, really? okay. I think um, yeah, I think women just love the attention, and that's how they'll get it. They you know, and a lot of people give it to them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's why that, and then they're not happy, so they take it out on you. I think mm-hmm. they see themselves in certain people that they attack, and so their way of you know doing that is they just judge you and mom shame you and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're curious to know, is there a male counterpart to this? Like, you know, nobody really cares about how dads parent no, you. They don't talk about Nobody cares about what dads do. They don't care. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a dad when I grow up. I don't yeah. want to be a mom. I don't know if there's a counterpart, but I know there's a lot of dad groups as well. But like dads don't shame each other, right? I don't know. I th- yeah, I don't. Matt, I mean, I don't know. You're a dad. <laughs> is there dad? Do you ever hear about dad shaming? Like, is this the thing you've experienced? Do you dad shame other dads, Matthew? All, yeah, all the time. No. You know, cool, cool. What, is, what is going on with this? Why, why is there such a gender divide? You know, this reminds me of Cunningham's Law, which we talked about long, long ago, which was, if you want to find the real answer to something on the internet, just post the wrong answer. And then like 30 dudes are going to rush into the comment section and be like, well, actually, it's, you know, it's this, it's this thing. And so that strikes me as like, when you, when your whole world, I don't want to diminish moms as like, they're just mom, like moms are, have lots of different roles. But when you're, when you're focused on your kids, and you see someone parenting in a different way than you, your gut reaction is like, well, actually, like I do it this way. And that that strikes me as what this is. But why don't dads, why do dads rush into the comments to correct like video game inaccuracies, but they don't correct the parenting like differences in opinion? What That's weird to me. And I, and I wonder what's going on there. But I also think child rearing still socially in most places falls to women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but but there are these dad groups forming and it's not as prevalent, but they are there. I don't really participate in them. Uh, I don't I don't I don't get value from it in that way, but I why, they just I don't know. I, yeah. I guess I can't speak to it, but they, they seem less toxic and I don't yeah. understand why. It's interesting that you mentioned Cunningham's law because I feel like, you know, maybe the internet is just exacerbating a tendency that we have to like want to be right. <laughs> and like you said, Maria, like yeah. get attention. Yeah. And get your opinion out there. And obviously we know that that is the internet. That's the internet. <laughs> That's the internet. That and weird porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a, I just, there's another layer here that I'm wondering your opinion about, Maria. I share photos of my kids, photos and videos of my kids all the time uh, publicly. And I remember there was one time where um, it was a picture of my daughter in the in a car seat 
and she was wearing her harness like she's fully strapped in but like the 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 belt buckle was like a little lower than it should have been like absolutely it should have been raised higher for from like a safety point of view and there was a comment on instagram from a stranger from a woman i think who was like oh she really needs to bring that strap up and it's like so and i viewed that as like all right, lady, did you back tell her off. to fuck off? I mean, in my head, my <laughs> wife and I did say fuck off. But then I also thought about it. I'm like, I, I genuinely think that a, a stranger on the internet who cares about my daughter and our family it wants her to be safe and is just saying, hey, in case you didn't know, that strap needs to be higher, which we do know. But she, I guess what I'm saying is her, her intentions felt good even though our reaction was like, fuck you. You know what I mean? And I wonder if that's <laughs> yeah. what's happening here in some cases. Yeah, no, it's ha- it happens a lot. We've had that in our group as well, like the the car seat, multiple of those. And then these women just attack. It's a cute picture of, you know, oh, look, at, I'm in the carpool lane, you know, with my kids. We're going somewhere. And they post a picture. And then these moms come in, oh, your your toddler's not buckled in or it's too low. and and But I just think it's all the way in you the way you deliver it, you know, you can't be like a bitch, like, oh my God, how dare you? It's wrong. Or it's, you know, your kid's not in right. And, you know, there's, there's different ways of doing it, but I think people get very brave behind their, you know, computer screens and just Mm -hmm. attack. It's Mm -hmm. like, dude, like you can tell us that it's not right, (laughs) but you don't have to be a bitch about it. (laughs) Send a DM. Yeah, exactly. But it's also everyone loves to give unsolicited advice and like that, I don't know, does does that come from a good place? Like, I I don't know. I think they think it does, but they're just trying to exert their own superiority in some way. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. you've buckled in your kids like 4,000 times. It's like, thanks, lady. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I'll FaceTime you in while I'm brushing their teeth. You can give me pointers. Like, what? (laughs) So we read online that you are a part of the mom shaming resistance. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel great. <laughs> That's good. I was very excited to, you know, be able to to help, you know, create that environment because I think, you know, someone needs to do it. I think we need to put a stop to this mom shaming thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you raise your kid how you want to do it and I'm still going to love you whether you do whatever it is, you know, to your child. I, I don't look at any other mom and who's raising their kids differently than me and be like, I can't hang out with you or you're an awful mother. Like, I just, I, I that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think women need to like, you know, pump the brakes on that. It's just like, just worry about your kid and how you raise your kid. And then let me worry about mine, but let's still hang out because we both like to drink and party. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of drinking and partying, I would love to hear about some of these IRL events that you're having. Was it Unicon a few times? Like what what happens at these IRL events? Early on, we did a lot of, um, you know, let's just meet because it was a lot of local moms in my area out in the suburbs of um, L.A. And we would do, you know, paint nights, happy hours, movies, uh, you know, girls night outs, etc. And that was it was a fun way to get these moms together because a lot of these moms are stuck at home and they don't have anywhere to go to dress up. And it's like these events give them somebody to look forward to because it's just it's so hard as I'm I mean for me when I, you know, became a mom, like I was I was, you know, working before I had kids and I had my career and I was traveling and, you know, getting dressed up and just, you know, interacting with people. And when you're a mom, you're stuck at home and you're you're with your kid. I mean, it's it's a great 
thing. Don't get me wrong. Like being a mom and having kids, it's the, it's the best thing ever. But then you just feel like, okay, I lost myself. Like I need to like do something. I want to get dressed up, but I have nowhere to go. So, so that was my thing when starting this community. I wanted to create these events for these women to feel like, you know, like themselves again. And it's like, not just, you know, feel like they're just a mom. Um, so they were very successful. And because of that, I decided to do a big um, a convention type event called Unicon. And uh, that was held uh, the first one in 2017 in, in L.A. And we had 300 moms come through, show up. And it was a great event. We had um, a DJ. We had a bar. We had a marketplace. We had a, a panel of mom influencers and uh, bloggers. Um, speak and it was just a great time to be had it was it was an all-day event these women got dressed up they you know they danced they drank and then for you know for a day they it was like their little escape and and I loved it you know they you know the the comments I got the emails I received after it like what a great event so um, we held our second one um, last year and you know we were able to get Tori Spelling on our panel cool. and you know uh, Jessica Hall speak on our panel so it's 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 good you know we have a lot of a lot of um, celebrity mom followers um, on our social media and they just love the mission and what this community stands for and what it does and you know like let's bring back these, you know, women, you know, let's remember who you are before you had children. Mm-hmm. What are some of the topics in the panels? Um, mom, um, mompreneurs, um, how to, how do you like, like relationships? Um, how do you make mom friends? It's just a, a different type, different topics, but mostly obviously mom related. How do you make mom friends outside of joining this group? <laughs> what are some things people oh God, talk that's about? A good question. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the most important like questions I've gotten asked because even in our group, we get a lot of these women that are they're posting like I, I I live in Idaho, like I don't it's not a big community, you know, and I don't know how to make mom friends because I get judged and you know for everything and I feel so lonely and it's just it's it's sad, but it's really, really hard. And a lot of these women are very self-conscious and they're a little on the introvert side and they want to have friends and they want to be out there, but they just, they feel like they can't because they don't know how. And um, the only advice that I have, I mean, it's really, really hard because when you have kids, you know, you lose all your friends, which, you know, everyone, you hear that. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to keep all my friends. But then you have kids and all your friends leave. So then you make new friends that are, you know, um, moms and dads as well. So um, my best advice is just put yourself out there, you know, join the local mommy groups or, you know, school. But it's really, really hard because it's their personalities and the judgments and everything. So I, I think for me, it honestly took about a good eight years before I really formed these these friendships that I I cherish, and it's only a hand a handful of of friends that I that I really trust and really hang out with. But no, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to keep you know, it's like the dating scene. You got to keep putting yourself mm-hmm. out there, or else you're never going to find find friends Do or you? find you. Know. I'm not putting myself <laughs> out there anymore. I'm done. <laughs> She's on hiatus. Oh my God, me too. But that's, yeah, I know, me too. But that's for another day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it occurred to me, we didn't even ask you, how old are your kids? Uh, I have two boys, 11 and 8. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm, the 11-year-old, is he on social media yet? No, heck no. No social media, no phone. <laughs> that's good. Tell him it died. 
<laughs> yeah, so he he has not seen the uni- yeah. the unicorn mom's Facebook page. <laughs> he has not seen the Facebook okay. page. No. Do they or the Instagram? No. Do they know about it? I mean, imagine they do, since this is what you're spending time on. They yeah. do. <laughs> okay. They How do you do. explain they it to them? It. My my youngest. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My youngest is really excited about it. He tells everyone, "My mommy's the creator of Unicorn Moms," and he did like this report about your mom for Mother's Day and like three of the answers he gave was my mom is the mom the unicorn mom and you know she runs the unicorn she gives zero bucks (laughs) yeah she gives zero bucks (laughs) it was so cute he's very very proud of it's a fun term for little kids to use yeah i could see them really wanting to take that on and be proud of it (laughs) that's awesome um yeah so i'm curious to align kind of with what we were just talking about like tips for making mom friends do you have any other advice or tips for first time moms on like just how to navigate not feeling like the mom shame? <laughs> um, and like also maintaining your sense of self, all, all of those. I mean, these are really big topics, but anything that comes to mind? I think for first time moms, you know, you get so much information. I just think, you know, if you just take everything that you hear and all the advice that they give you with a grain of salt and not just, you know, as a, as a mom, as a first time mom, especially just, you're, you're going to know what to do. You're, it's just in you, you know, how to do everything. You freak out at first, but then it's like, okay, it's your gut feeling. You know how to do it. So I just think just go with your gut, go what you feel is right and what you think you should be doing. And who cares about what these people say? You just say, oh yeah, welcome, welcome the advice, but you don't have to take it. You could just, it's like, you know, when your mother-in-law gives you advice, my mother-in-law gave me tons of advice. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Okay. But of course I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to listen. So that's, that's my one advice. Just, okay. Let them give you all the advice that they want, but just you do you and do what you feel is right for your child. And and you know what? Every child is different. As a unicorn mom, how do you think dads could be better? Oh my God. How much time do we have for this? (laughs) 37 hours. Okay. (laughs) Um, you know what? The most important thing I think the big complaint is in the group that they're just non-consistent. So consistency is key. Like help us out. Like be there for us, support us, like stroke our ego. Just even if, if we're doing like for me, I remember my, my, when I I was married, you know, obviously I was married and had kids, but um, I'm divorced now. But one of the things when my kid was, was little and we did the sleep training with both of them, I'm like, you know, I just, I'll do it. Like I will get up and do the sleep training. It took like three nights. I didn't sleep. You know, he's crying. We did that method. And I'm like, I just need for you to just stroke my ego and tell me I'm a great mother and that I'm doing everything right. If you just tell me that, like, you don't need to, like, you could sleep through the night. You can, you know, I just, I need you to be there for me and support me and, and make me feel like I'm, I'm not a bad mom. You know, tell me I'm, I'm killing it at this mom game. And I think men don't understand that. They just, they, they just think like, oh, you know, we're going to go out and make money and provide for your, you know, the roof over your head and this and that. I think it's, it's so much more than that. And I think men fail at that a lot. Like we don't, we love that you work hard for us and you, you know, you do everything you do, but emotionally, I think you could be a little more supportive of our emotional needs and take out the trash once in a while. <laughs> yeah. What what percentage, uh, do you know what percentage of the unicorn moms are stay-at-home moms, like full-time moms or which, what percent work? I don't know 
exactly, but I think it's pretty a pretty even divide. And are there any issues there between that divide or within your group? Are they all very supportive of each other? They're very supportive of each other. Yeah. Is is that an issue of shaming in the regular mom groups? Yes. Hmm. Great. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, which direction does so, it go? Does it go both ways of like stay at home moms shaming the working moms and working moms shaming the stay at home moms? Yeah. Because everyone thinks they're doing it right. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it's, I mean, like I said, in my group, there is none of that. We don't allow that. So there is no mom shaming. But, and I haven't been in all these other groups lately. I like, I got out of all out of them. Um, so I don't really know, but I, I imagine it's that. I mean, I, I see it even in my Instagram feed. Like I'll post something and it's just, they just attack. And it's meant to be funny. Like my memes and whatever I post is a joke. It's not serious. Like I'm not going to, you know, hit your kid. I posted something the other day and it's like, come on, like relax. No, you don't need to shame me. Like this is not going to happen. <laughs> what are some of the most popular memes that you've posted? Oh, the... Um, it said, oh, the one that said, um, I bought my husband a get well, a get better soon card. He's not sick, but I just think it could be better. (laughs) 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 That one's a a good one. Oh, there's been a few, but yeah, this, the Instagram feed is pretty, pretty funny, pretty entertaining. (laughs) So it sounds like you've done a great job at capitalizing on this need, um, you know, through the Facebook page and the Instagram um, and then also, you know, now creating these live events. So what is the future of Unicorn Moms? I want to continue doing more, um, more of these events. I think there's a big need. I, I love to have these events where these women just, you know, appreciate a day out, you know, so do more of these events. I don't know, maybe a Unicorn Moms wine. Um, I don't know, maybe a TV show. I don't know. <laughs> the sky's the limit. You Did you know? say wine? There's like so you much- have your own wine? A oh, wine. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Moms love to drink. So yeah, Unicorn Mom wine. Like, why not? <laughs> wine not. Cool. Um, well, do you have any final words of wisdom for any moms or non-moms out there? Um, just enjoy it because it does go fast. I know everyone says it, but it does. Like I look back at my kids and it's just, you know, I, I, when they were little, I was like, hurry up and grow and grow. But now I'm like, I miss that. And I get sad. It, it, it's very, very, um, for me, sad to look back when they were little kids. But I mean, I love, you know, every stage, but it does go by fast and just enjoy it and be present. That's, that's the one piece of advice, be present. Now with the social media world, how it is, everyone's on their iPads, even my kids on their iPads, on their Xbox. It's like, let's just disconnect for an hour or two, even an hour, you know, and just be present with our children and talk to them and hang out and be silly and go on a little adventures. I think that's just very, very, very important. I think a lot of, um, a lot of moms and you know parents out there we just we don't do that because we're you are so such in a hurry and we need to do this and we need to do that and um yeah so i'm i'm trying i'm working on it i'm not great at it but i'm trying to to practice what i preach well we give I'm you an a, a for lot. effort let's just say yeah i'm i'm drinking a lot <laughs> <laughs> all right Maria. yes well good luck out there <laughs> thank you so yeah. much for joining us yeah thank you guys this was fun If I ever become a mom, I'm going to create a Facebook group for moms who want to be dads. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about like traditional gender roles, sort of like you want to be the breadwinner, like, you know, that sort of thing? What What are you talking about? 
I think I've already ranted about this on the podcast, but, you know, women have to birth it. It tears its way out of your body. A level four is when you have one hole. It tears all, right, all, all right, the all way. Right. <laughs> right? And then you got to show up to every fucking doctor's appointment and PTA meeting or you are a horrible mother. Dad shows up for one game. He's dad of the fucking year. I'll be a dad. <laughs> Sign me up to be a dad. <laughs> but maybe you know? by, Maria's, by Maria's accounting... Who fucking cares? You know, like so. You so you're a <laughs> mom and you don't. Society. Sh- well, but Society. fuck them. I mean, fuck I think that that's how babies are made. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> no, but seriously, don't don't show up to the PTA. Don't show up for everything. Like, I'm not saying be negligent. I'm saying live the life that works for you. And if someone's criticizing you, fuck them. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm yeah. single, so whatever. But I'm glad that we're bringing these perspectives into the podcast. Because it doesn't naturally occur to me to look into like parenting things, but Jen and I were like, we should, we should do unicorn moms. We should do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> such a good brand, by the way. It's such a good brand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I'm just gonna say what I was thinking, um, Ali. When you talk you about should. like the, I know, always. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if we were gonna get too far off topic here, but like <laughs> the one hole situation. It's a cloaca. Um, that it's like you a reference, you become a chicken. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you, you know, you guys mentioned you're still ex- expected to go to these meetings and stuff. But what, immediately, what popped into my mind is like you're still expected to like have sex after that. <laughs> like, how do you? Well, not right uh, after. I mean, no, no, not I know. For a, Obviously, not for a while. There's a recovery time, but I just motherhood is fucking crazy, guys. Like, I mean, well, giving birth is crazy. Giving birth is crazy, and like, the, I just can't imagine after it happens, like. But same everything after you that, must like, be going through yeah all the shaming on breast milk they're like but it's free you know what it's free if you do not value women's time because you have to sit there and get milked forever and ever mm-hmm. yeah yeah i um, also have to give a shout out to tello one of my new mom friends who made that point which I yeah. thought was very smart. It's mm. it's not mine. I mean, Time it just sounds money. it sounds so freaking Milk disorienting. Is Milk is money, but let's put that on a shirt. Two G one P. Milk is money. Um, yeah, it just sounds so disorienting. I would want to drink some wine <laughs> um, and also get some support and all of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. But also the thing about identity that she was talking about, like, you know, wanting to remember who you were. And I'm sure that's a big part of this, too. I don't know that I personally like this seems like it's its own identity, like, you know, joining this group. It I, Actually, we should have asked about that. But I'm curious, like, is everybody in this group kind of like a hard drinking, <laughs> you know, party loving sort of person or, you know, I'm, it's, but she also mentioned introverts. So I'm sure it's a lot of different types of people, too. You have to drink your way directly into membership. It's just it's was, a sorority. <laughs> I'm just I was it's wondering not, not. about harder drugs. Are those allowed? <laughs> what What are you going to no call shame. your brand of mom, Allie? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Dad, <laughs> All right, we've we, got already, we already know this. Like a, a drugged out dad. No, 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 no. Just party drugs. <laughs> just party. Just the fun one. What? what? I mean, look, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to, I don't want to call it. I don't want to spoil the fun here. I don't want to be the wet blanket, but mm-hmm. your joke stands about, I want to be a dad. Like I totally get it. I'm totally with you. But by making that joke, you were kind of just doubling down on the stereotype of like, dads don't care and they have yeah. no responsibility so be the dad it's like well 
I, I, you know, I'm only one dad, but I'll raise my hand and say that's that's not the case in our household, no, and we and strive friend, to change it. Shout out to my friend Jeff, who's doing full fifty fifty. My friend Jake just had a baby, and his wife said that for his month on paternity leave, she did not change a diaper. There are definitely men stepping up, but they are definitely in the minority. <laughs> I don't know statistics. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are numbers? What are numbers? What? But. Statistics. But I think it has to change. I I don't know the numbers either. And it's hard to measure, but it has to change because everybody works. I mean, I understand there are still stay-at-home parents, but like most people have to still go to work and most households require two incomes. Therefore, like you have to do it 50-50. And if it's not 50-50, then that's like that to me is like a dynamic problem or communication problem in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh and not necessarily always like dads suck and moms have to do everything like you figure that out because everyone's working and everyone's also taking care of the kids like it just is to us it was like this is just fucking logical it's just it has to be this way who's not doing it this way it's bizarre i think you are i think you are 100 right but that also you're in the minority it's my guess it's very possible and and that's weird to me yeah Yeah. it's weird but but I think also we tend to talk about these things on a personal level, like, oh, you know, these people, these guys just don't want to be good dads or whatever it is. But like, obviously, there are a lot of structures in place that like don't allow for it. Like, let's prioritize yeah. paternity leave. Like, let's really just make gonna that a say thing. that. Yeah. And then people should take it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing about paternity leave that kind of blew my mind when I saw my guy friends starting to take it is because they were taking it, they learned what to do as opposed to when only right. when there's only maternity leave, then the man, even if he does try to help out, he's like, well, you know how to get it to stop crying. <laughs> I don't know. I just called right. it it. Right. So I, think, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think paternity leave is actually like really fantastic from what I've seen in terms of helping dads be able to do 50-50 because they are home with the child and understand yeah. what to do. That, yeah. That's the trick. Well, but it's, I fully agree. But also like the month or even three months of paternity leave is just such a tiny blip of yeah, the big yeah, picture. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, well, what, okay, what mechanisms are in place to like really do 50-50 all the way through? And I, you just said something of like, well, you know how to do it. So just do it. Like- that's the trap. And it's a we- I think it's a well-meaning trap. And like in some cases where there is imbalance, especially if one parent does stay home and one parent works and it's like, well, it, my job is to go to work and your full-time job is to take care of the kids. And then when you're both home, there's a trap there of like, well, you you know where you, you know where the bottles are, you know where the right. diapers are, you know how to get the kid to stop crying. So it's that cycle that perpetuates. Yeah. Um, I think I paternity that. leave puts things on a on a better track because it's at the very beginning. I hope so. It starts it starts that way, yeah. But it is hard because if the woman's not working, then to some extent she has opted for that to be her job. Th- this is, you know, I, I worry mm-hmm. about the impact. Like the 50-50 when both parents work seems obvious and it seems like an obvious trend that will persist. Maybe I'm being naive. But when as we've discussed, it's not, Matt is the optimist of the group. <laughs> eh, yeah, yes and no. What bothers us is we observe friends and family where uh, the woman chooses not to work, and then there be there be there uh, it causes a power differential in the relationship, and that is a is weird to mm-hmm. us. And I, I don't know. I don't know how to solve for that. Yeah. Because it's your choice that to do that. That makes a ton of sense. And like having to have the discussion of how do we balance our lives personally together as a couple with this child? Like, what does that look like? So, right. yeah, because inevitably you're right. Like certain things would always fall to one person if it's just, it could just be the way it is. So 
I don't know. And vice versa. I could see yeah. it going in the opposite direction if the dad happens to be the one who's mostly home or, or, right. or full time at home. He knows then he will know where the diapers are. And, right. uh, you know, I, it's well, just the other a power thing, differential. And I have no idea if this is true because nobody has ever said this to me ever, but I'm just thinking about it. So if you're a stay at home mom, then being a mom is your full time job. But maybe at 5 p.m. you want to be off. You want to be off work. But then. Mm-hmm. That means the dad has to go to his full-time job and then come home and be full-time dad. So then it's really kind of... Well, can't there, you just hit it on the head. Mm-hmm. It, it's always on. It's an, it's an always on job. Yeah, which nobody wants sucks. to do anything after 5 p.m. Exactly right. Yeah. Let's all live near our parents. If our parents are around, like, you know, let's all live near them so they can take care of the kids. That's, there, there's only two answers. Yeah. One is just put on the television and the other is call grandma and grandpa just, there, there's no yeah. other way to survive that we've found just don't put on youtube videos and let them play because we all know what can happen no, if you do that no, based on correct. one of our episodes yeah it'll get weird <laughs> it'll get weird guys um so we would love to hear your thoughts on this and uh you know if you believe some sort of balance can be achieved between uh two parents with a child um and their work lives and, and parenting that child full-time so yeah we'd love to know your thoughts on all that and your experiences you can tweet at me at june bugger j-o-o-n-b-u-g-g-e-r i'm at ali gold a-l-l-i-g-o-l-d you can also email us at 2g1podcast at gmail.com. Uh, a bunch of you are emailing us and giving us your thoughts. Please keep that coming. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and you can call us. So even better, we want to get your voicemails. Call us. That number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And last but not least, we have a Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Come talk to us, share uh, guest suggestions, interview ideas. Um, we are taking your suggestions and following up on them. So it's really exciting to speak with you there. Um, and Ali, if they want to contribute, how do they do that? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and please do. All right, unicorn people, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula, then laboriously pushed through the birth canal of the internet. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Thanks so much. Oh.